Welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. On Tuesday, we continue our Super Bowl 57 coverage. We heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and tight end Travis Kelsey. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy, followed by Patrick Mahomes. Then we'll take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll finish things up with Travis Kelsey. Here's Andy Reid. Oh, I don't have any injuries to update you on. There's, we're... We're all doing well there. So everybody practiced yesterday, and looks like we'll do the same today. Um, with that, time is yours here. Coach, with Legere, you told us Wait, stand by. Please raise your hand if you have a question. Okay. Coach, Legere has told us last night he had cleared the concussion protocol. How is he feeling at this point, and how is important is it to have him back in the secondary? Yeah, it's great to have him back. He uh, did um, get out of the protocol there and pass it, and is doing well, so he, uh, he'll be back at working. <clears throat> Andy, we all remember the last time you were in the Super Bowl. Uh, you didn't have most of your starting offensive line, but that was obviously what dictated the game with Patrick running for like 500 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Can you just revisit that offseason, how you rebuilt it to these four new starters that you have and how important that rebuilding of the offensive line has been to you getting here now yeah so the offensive line has done a nice job we actually have a couple of the guys still remaining from uh you know that team uh and then we've added a few in uh, brett veach made that uh one of his projects after that super bowl and did a nice job of bringing in the new guys they fit in well and done well Coach Reed, obviously it's been a long time since you've been back in Arizona. I know you were offensive line coach up at NAU. How has uh, Arizona changed since you've uh, been here, and how does it feel to be back in the Super Bowl here? Yeah, so I stop by periodically because my wife's family is from here. And so we, we drop in every now and again, and the valley has grown. I still remember driving from Los Angeles, and I-10 stopped out by where the stadium is, and you get off and – I threw a bunch of fields there and to get to Glendale, and um, it's grown. I mean, it's grown and grown and grown. Tribute to the politicians in the city that have uh, done a nice job putting it together. And then, obviously, with Super Bowl events, I mean, I get two weeks between the game, but with the momentum you guys have had, do you feel like you'd like to just play one week after the championship game, keep the momentum going? Uh, no, I mean, I, I think it's good to get the – uh, the rest in, the heel of guys up that were banged up a little bit. And and then uh, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of prep, this type of thing, and the tickets and all of that stuff that the guys have to deal with. So taking a couple of days to get that knocked out, I think, is a good thing. And um, then you're able to prep and get yourself going and try to put out the best product you can. Coach, you mentioned some of the players that practiced yesterday. Kadarius, Tony, Juju Smith-Schuster, how they look so far, and then what are you anticipating for them leading up to this game? Yeah, they, uh, they practiced yesterday. They'll, they'll go again today. They, um, they look good. Um, and then we'll just we'll, we'll see how it goes the rest of the week. I mean, this is uh, just our – today will be an easy day, and then we've got three, three days that are a little tougher. We'll just see – See where they're at. Yesterday we were able to put the pads on and go on pads and get some work done there. The guys hadn't had them on for a week, so. 
Hey, Coach. Can you put into words what Isaiah Pacheco has meant to this team? Maybe not even just from an on-the-field standpoint, but his young energy attitude um, on what's primarily a veteran team, what he's brought to you guys? Yeah, i tell you that, what you just said. Um, he's got a tremendous amount of energy, loves to play the game. He's smart. We asked the running backs to do quite a bit in the run game and the pass game and protections. So he has handled all that, done it well. Uh, but most of all, he's, he is that energizer bunny guy. I mean, he, he's got endless, endless energy, and you see it when he's on the field playing. You see it at practice. That's who he is. Coach, to your left. Hi, Coach. Uh, you started your head coaching tenure with the Eagles back, and you coached with them for 13 seasons. Is there any special connection with both franchises heading into this game in that you uh, – Owe to the state of Philadelphia and their fans as well. Yeah, listen, I, I mean, I had 14 great years there. I loved every minute of it. Um, the, it's a great organization. Um, I still am close with the the people there. It was great to see the the kids that we had drafted uh, that are now these veteran players, all pro players, and um, on that team. Uh, I had a chance to give them a hug last night, and 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 now. We go our separate ways and we get ready to play. So it's, uh, um, but I'm proud of him for what they've done. Proud of Howie Roseman for what he's done. <clears throat> he's done a great job of retooling that team a couple different times, and that's not an easy thing to do. Uh, and he probably doesn't get enough credit for that. Coach, right over here. Hey, Andy. Um, Hi, Doug. With regarding Clyde, uh, you expecting him to be up Sunday, and if so, what what are your expectations for him if he does have to play? Yeah, we're just we'll practice him this week and just see see where we're at. Uh, Jones has done a good job for us too, so uh, we'll just see how that all works out. But it's good to have him back for sure. Coach with uh, Mahomes, I, I know he battled through the the high ankle in the AFC title. Looked pretty good. Pulled up the, the one time. What has the training staff meant for for his recovery, and, and how close is he to 100 percent now? Yeah, so I, I wouldn't tell you he's 100%, but the, the training staff works with him in, endlessly. It's, I guess it would be a tribute to both of them for Pat coming back for more and, uh, and for those guys cranking on him. So uh, Julie spent most of the time with him, uh, uh, rehabbing him, and we've got all the latest, greatest stuff to, to use technology-wise. So um, he's used it all and, and has been able to, Make make these jumps here, where he can he can actually function and play in a game, which is pretty remarkable. Andy, back over here. Uh, back to your Eagles connection. Can you appreciate the irony that it's the Eagles that are standing in the way of this team getting another Super Bowl win? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess initially you feel you feel that, uh, or since that, uh, or see it, you're living it. Um, I think it's a great thing for for the Eagles. I think it's great for the Chiefs to be in this position. Once you get through all that, uh, now it's uh, the teams playing each other. And it doesn't really matter the uniform. Uh, it, once, you, once the game gets going, it's, it's football. Who's got the better team? Uh, better players, better coaches, and... Um, who gets a break here or there, all those things that normally happen in a football game takes place. So you kind of blank all the other stuff out, not, not too worried about that. You don't let it get in the way of your preparation. Uh, you 
try to maximize your preparation as you go forward here. So, yeah, but initially, I mean, that's quite a deal. It's a great storyline for you guys, and I remember the Kelsey brothers, they'll give you more. So. <laughs> Coach Spag shared with us that he journals and has kept notes of the things that he's experienced through these Super Bowls, and he's been reflecting more on almost the mistakes he's made, the things that he did wrong during a Super Bowl week for you. Is there any one thing that you perhaps did wrong in the, la in the years past that maybe you want to do different, whether that means you individually or as a team? Yeah, so I, I really do that every game. And um, not that I share it here, but I mean, I, I would tell you that every game you're very self-critical and uh, you, you try to make sure that you don't repeat the same mistakes uh, twice, especially in this business. You get fired real quick if you're doing that. So, um, I mean, it's no different for the Super Bowl games. Yeah, there are things you come out and you probably wish you could have done better. Even even the one, you know, the, the one that we won, uh, there were things I felt, ah, you know what, we could do this better than than we did. But I can give you one for your thing. We, we can't have as many penalties as we did the last one. So, that's for sure. Andy, you've relied heavily this year on rookie DBs. You have, of course, Cook as a safety, also the three corners who have played more and more as the year has gone on. What have you seen in their progression that's allowed them to be as confident as they've been and as quickly as they've been? Yeah, well, they're, they're willing guys to try things. It's one thing when you have a player that you're coaching and he tries it in practice, but he's not willing to try it in a game. So these guys are very gifted athletes, very talented uh, to start with. Um, and then what you're just trying to do as a coach is give them one more thing to make them greater than what they are or potentially greater than what they are with the young guys. So these kids have been willing to listen to David and Donald and what they're, what they're teaching, Spags, and learning, learning his. So listen, I, nobody's happier for Tyreek than, than I am. Uh, I mean, he made a lot of money and he gained a lot of yards. I mean, he had a great year, so Pro Bowl player, All Pro player. Um, but on the other hand, I'm proud of our guys for the job that they've done. Uh, we had a lot of new faces in there, with the exception of McColl. Most of the guys were new guys, and I thought they they stepped up. I, I was really proud of the way. Pat and, and Kels brought the guys into the mix and welcomed them in and, and then uh, worked with them and helped teach them. And, and so, I, I, uh, you know, and listen, Pat, Pat Mahomes is a pretty good quarterback, so we didn't lose Pat Mahomes. That was a good thing. <laughs> he, uh, and he makes, he makes those guys uh, look good in a lot of ways. And, they make him, they help make him look good too. So it's a good relationship. Andy, uh, what made uh, Juju Smith-Schuster an attractive option for you guys and what has he brought specifically to the Chiefs? Yeah, so I love Juju, great, great personality. <clears throat> uh, so that we like that addition that way. Uh, but he also compliments Kelsey. He, he has that ability to um, feel in space uh, openings and Patrick trusts that he's sure-handed he's great after the catch he's tough to bring down 
And, um, and he's smart. I mean, you know, he's, he picked all this stuff up and he did it well. So got the confidence of the quarterback. That, that takes a lot. Andy over here. Last season, right before you played Philadelphia in the regular season, you had a little bit of a health scare, but you always mentioned over and over how the players kind of help you through that. How the youthful exuberance of the players that you have now, especially a guy like Patrick and some of the other guys, helped you to get to uh, you get to a point where you're still, you know, wanting to coach for the next maybe four or five years down the road. Yeah, um, well, that and the doctors they help, but the, those guys, their support was great. I mean, the players' support. They just told me to get my butt off the ground and keep moving. <laughs> kind of threw back what I throw at them. Uh, they, they've, uh, they, they've been great that way. Uh, they were great during that time. At that moment, they were great. Uh, and then the doctors, uh, you know, I, my hat goes off to those guys for the work that they do. Andy, uh, Clark was telling stories this morning about that nine-hour meeting you had with him at the Philly airport before you were hired. Was wondering what your recollections were of that meeting, and uh, were, you, were you ever tempted to tell him, "Hey, I got this plane waiting for me outside. I need to go." Yeah, um, that, that was uh, uh, yeah. I, I, that was a long day, and I remember it fairly well. And we, we, he brought the whole organization with him. I felt like, and so I had a chance to meet everybody. Uh, the time flew by. Um, I felt bad about the plane, though. I mean, that was waiting. Uh, I did feel bad about that. But I know everybody involved knows that's part of the business. Um, so, and, and things have worked out well for the other teams. All right, we're going to go, we're going to do three more. We're going to go right here. We're going to go to this young lady here. We're going to finish with this Andy Becker. I'm lost. Where is it back right here? here? There you go. Uh, around this time last year, you guys brought Matt Nagy back. Why was it important for you to do that, and how have you seen his relationship with Patrick grow this year? Yeah, so Matt knew him before he left, had him for the year, and I knew they had a good relationship then. Um, I felt that that was kind of a no-brainer. I mean, he's a great coach, and, um, you know, so bringing him back on staff would, would, would just uh, – Keep us moving in the right direction. Keep Pat moving in the right direction, uh, and it's it's done that. He's been great with Pat, and <clears throat> at the same time, it's tough when you're a head coach and you get you get released. I mean, he was coach of the year just a couple of years ago, and then end up, ends up uh, things didn't work out and ends up being released. Um, so it's good to knock some of that NFL scar tissue off your head and get get going again. Um, so he, he's been able to do that. He's in a great place. I'm sure somewhere down the road here he's going to get another opportunity. Um, he's a fine football coach. Yeah. Coach Lena Washington, 12 News in Phoenix. I wanted to ask about Mike Kafka. He's one of the candidates here for the Cardinals. What kind of man and coach is he? What will he do with Kyler Murray, given the development he's been able to have with Patrick? Yeah, so I, I actually told Mr. Bidwell this, too. Uh, um, he's a, a very intelligent, great human being, um, and, and your quarterback would love him. Uh, he'd challenge him uh, to be better than he even is now, but he'd do a, he'd do a great job. He'd challenge the team, and 
uh, I think the guys would respond. He played in the National Football League. I had a chance to draft him out of Northwestern. And so, I, you know, I think he'd be uh, tremendous for, for the city, for the Bidwell family, you know, and for you all. Yeah. Last question right here. Congratulations, Coach Reed. By far, this is the biggest game in the world. How do you keep your players focused and composed during this time and keep them focused on the game and not getting sure. taken away from them? Yeah. yeah so uh, you worry about that with some of the young guys. Um, the older guys, I've got enough of them here that have been through it. Um, they understand, and um, I'm banking on them. Uh, sharing their experience with the uh, with the young guys, um, I, the team's been very focused all year to get a, uh, to get where we are now. You've got to stay focused. There are a lot of ups and downs of the National Football League to put a record together like we did. Uh, you, you've obviously had more ups than the downs, uh, but within that, it takes tremendous focus every week to to be ready to go. I mean, the parity in this league is ridiculous right now. And so uh, you've got to have some mental toughness and the ability to focus in if you're going to end up where, where we're sitting here. All right, thank you. All right, thank you. That we have had, and it took the quarterbacks before us to pave the way. And so, uh, for us to be in this moment on this stage and be able to show where we've come as a, as a league, um, this would be just the start of it, just the beginning of it. And we want to make sure that we set the stage for future generations to come. Uh, the best in the league. Um, that's a hard one, but I think Bobby Witt Jr. is coming for that crown at some point. Hey, Patrick, a couple quick questions for you. One about the ankle, of course. I know you're going to be fine. You're going to play, of course. But can you take us through what the rehab and recovery process will be this week? Yeah, it's very similar. I mean, you're in the treatment room as much as possible. You have to make sure you get your rehab in. You have to make sure you get the, the mo mo mobility right, everything like that. Um, Luckily, you got you had an extra week, so that helps out a ton. Um, but uh, you still just try to get wherever you can to be close as you can to 100% by game day. And you've talked about that sort of fuel from the loss from two years ago. What about yourself have you learned? What have you changed in preparation over those two years to get to this point? Yeah, I think the, the best thing I've learned as a quarterback, at the quarterback position is not trying to do too much. Um, just just whenever stuff's not going your way, like last the last game, the Bengals game where I had that fumble, that dumb fumble in the fourth quarter, just not letting those mistakes compound each other and just getting back to the game plan and, and whatever I can do to have a positive play and trusting in my teammates. That's something that I've learned over these last few years is it, you can't do it all by yourself. It takes your teammates and the team around you. What do you think about your legacy? How do you compartmentalize not worrying about legacy and going out and winning this game? Um, I'm still so early in my career. I mean, I, I feel like all I focus on is winning the day. Uh, how can I get better today to prepare myself for the end of the week and uh, this game that we're playing in? And I've always thought if you go out there and handle business the right way and do what you do and you win football games, that stuff handles itself. Um, and so I never really think about my legacy after football. That, that'll be something that I think about after I'm done playing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously it was valuable of those guys getting up to speed fast and, and them having the ability to step right in and have success. But I think more than that, it was about building those relationships. Um, that when times got tough, you have this, this built relationship with these guys that you can lean on. And so when everything's not perfect um, and everything's not going our way, we, we, we have a brotherhood and something that we can lean on to help us get through those times. Yeah, I've, I've got to hang out with Jason multiple times now just because, um, like you said, me and Travis are like brothers, and I feel like his family is like one of my, my second families. And so uh, I'm always – after every game, it's either he's at my house or I'm at his house, and we bring both friend groups together. And I, I remember my wedding and, uh, like, the bachelor party and then my wedding day to see Travis, like, with my, my friends. It, you would have thought they were, grew up together. That's, that's just, it goes both ways. I mean, like, we, we've kind of joined each other's friend groups and kind of become brothers throughout the, just the, our relationship on the football field. I mean, he's, he's a special player, and, and obviously I think people always saw his running ability, but the way he's able to develop as a passer, um, he, can t- he can execute and, and take advantage of whatever's on the football field. And um, whenever you work that hard and you leave everything on the field every single time, the guys follow you. And I think that's the most special thing that not, not everybody has, is the ability, the ability to have people that are older than you that have, that have put in the work as well follow you on that football field to whatever, whatever means necessary. And so he has a special ability to have guys that will follow him, and that's why he's in the position that he's in today. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're playing a great defensive line, so we might need you back there, man. <laughs> What's up, Mexico? Patrick, how does your family play a role on the field for you when you play? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been lucky enough to have a great su- uh, support system around me my entire life. And uh, obviously my family is, is the biggest part of that and the way they supported me and following my dreams and not, and not just being a baseball player, not just – being a basketball player, but to, to follow your dreams, whatever that is. And so um, them telling me to be the best me that I can be, no matter what it is, that's helped me be, uh, be in the position I'm in today. Yeah, I mean, I think that my faith is, plays a role because I have no added pressure of, of trying to win, like trying to win, and that's all that my life means. I know that I, I'm in this position for a bigger picture at the end of the day, and so obviously I want to win and I want to go out there and, and uh, have success on the football field, but I know that I have, to, I have something I can always lean on and a reason that I'm standing on that f- football field. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems far away uh, for sure, but uh, you want to play as long as possible. Um, what Tom do, what Tom has done, I don't know if that will be matched, the way that he's able to play to 45. And I mean, he's retiring, but, I mean, he still had a very high-level season that he played. He's just choosing to retire. And so um, the way he's able to take care of his body and prepare himself is unmatched. Um, and so I just try to learn from guys like that and, and prolong my career as long as possible. And God willing, I stay healthy and I'm able to play until until I'm ready to retire. And I can say I retired and I didn't, my body didn't quit on me. Patrick, when speaking of Tom, he gave you some advice. Can mm-hmm. you share what that advice was? I'm not going to share exactly what the advice was, but uh, I mean, he always gives me the best advice because he's been here, man. He's he's been to every situation that you could be in in the NFL, and he's had obviously a lot of positives, but he's had to deal with some failures as well. And so, uh, to be able to learn from the greatest of all time at the, at the quarterback position, um, I'm gonna take that advice every single time. Did you know that Peyton Manning offered Jalen Hurts some advice? I didn't know that, man. I'm, I'm friends with Peyton as well, so I need to make sure that he gives me some advice as well. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's super talented, and he's physically gifted. He's bigger than I think a lot of people understand, and now he's able to run routes with those physical routes in between. Um, but um, I think what, what the biggest thing is the joy that he brings in the building every single day and the, the work the work ethic. I mean, he is a guy that works his tail off when he's in the building, and he's kind of become one of those leaders in the, in the receiving room. And it's cool to see because we had, I mean, other than McCole, we had all brand new receivers in that receiving room, and those guys have grown together and built a brotherhood that, that now they don't care who, has the, who gets the catches, and you see that on the football field. Every week it's a different guy that seems like they have a big game. Hey, Patrick, you've spoken obviously about standing on the shoulders of those who came before you mm -hmm. as a black quarterback. When you were recruited coming out of high school, any sense that you were being pigeonholed? It even, I, I guess Texas recruited you as a defensive back. I, mean, was, I don't know if it was for that reason, but did you have any sense of that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was necessarily pigeonholed because of the race, but um, I mean, I, I just definitely, I didn't, I didn't have the normal quarterback background. Or I, I played a lot of different sports. Um, I played, I started quarterback at a late, a late, a late uh, time in my career. Um, and so they didn't know exactly who I was at the quarterback position yet. And so um, I, I don't know if it was the race. I'm sure that could have played a part in it a little bit. But uh, at the same time, uh, I think it was just me having growing up so differently than other other guys, especially in the Texas high school football uh, kind of mold. And you still think you could have been a DB if you had to? I, I don't think I could have been a DB because I don't like tackling people. So I would have been great at, at reading the quarterback's eyes and knowing the concepts. But I, I do not like tackling people. And even when I played DB, I had like – Five or six interceptions, but I had like 30 tackles in like an 11-game season. So you know I wasn't really filling the run gaps and everything like that. Yeah, no, I mean, I was extremely excited because um, I had built such a great relationship with, Nag with Nags that first year. Um, and so obviously I was happy for him that he was able to go to Chicago and have some success and then have some failures, and he learned from those things. And so... Um, it's cool when you get a different a different mind that's been outside the org uh, the organization for a little bit in the coaching staff because they have new ideas and so um, we talk about stuff and we have di uh, different concepts that we'll we'll work into our game plan because he's worked with them and had success with them and he's and then he's worked with some that haven't had success so it's always great to get new coaches in the building especially ones that you built relationships with. Yeah, my, my dad's. It means he means the world to me, man. I mean, he's he set an example for me of how you have to go through this business. I mean, he dealt with a lot of positives, and he was in the, in the MLB at an early age. But he also battled in, in the minor leagues for a long time, and he just followed, kept following his dream and following his dream. And he was able to make it to a World Series, and he and he, and he played for I think like 15 to 20 years of just baseball in general. And it showed me that no matter if it's not you're not having success at that moment, if you continue to follow your dreams, you'll you'll make it. And uh, that's something that uh, meant a lot to me growing up. Oh, it's one that I think everybody says, but he still says it to me this day, and he says players make plays. And that, that's all he ever says to me is, at the end of the day, players make plays. Yeah, I think you, I think you see that we're, we're very, we're very uh, um, aware, and we have no added pressure because we know who we are and what we're playing for. And so it's, obviously we want to win. We want to have success. Um, but at the end of the day, we know why we're stepping on that field, and it's for a much, much bigger reason. I'm going to try to have no restrictions. Um, I mean, even the AFC Championship game, like, I was trying to test it and, and practice on it and do those different type of stuff. But there would be a play, maybe if I was rolling out, I would just kind of ease up on it or anything like that. Uh, whereas where this week, I'm going to try to go ahead and push it and try to be as close as I can to 100%. Obviously not trying to tweak it or do anything like that. 
Um, but uh, we've done a great job of this last week and a half of giving it rest when we need to, um, but still pushing it um, and, and being in the right spot. And then Julie's doing a great job at the treatment rehab that we're doing. So it's, a, it's been a, a great week, um, and it's definitely a better, way better position than it was at uh, before this last game. Um, and I'll try to get as close as I can to 100%. Um, I don't know if we'll add in anything different. Uh, we have stuff in that I, uh, we kind of have marked that we're saying, like, hey, we'll see how it feels when we get there Friday and Saturday. But we've ran it um, at a slower pace. Um, and so we'll get a better feel for that on Friday and Saturday. And if I'm able to do it, we'll, we'll, put, we'll leave it in the game plan. And if I'm not, we, I mean, we got enough plays in that, uh, that we'll be okay. <laughs> Oh, the ankle's doing way better. Um, it, it's normal to play in pain. I think if you ask all these guys in this room, everybody has something that they're dealing with. Um, and so that's just a part of a football season, man. It's a long season. Um, it's a lot, of, a lot of hits that you have to take at this position, um, at all positions. And uh, you're always going to be dealing with something. So uh, I just try to battle it out with my teammates at the end of the day and find a way to get a win. Yeah, the, yeah I would say I love all the support. Keep supporting us. Uh, we loved our game in Mexico City. Hopefully we get back soon. Yeah, I think it's the culture that we've built. Um, it's a third, a third Super Bowl that we've been in in four years, but I think it's only 12 of us that won the Super Bowl that first year. So it's, it's a culture that we've built in this building that uh, everybody kind of passes on. Um, and so even when new guys get in the building, we still have that same mindset of how we do things every single day. And it's special, man. When I look back on it, I think I'll appreciate it even more because how special it's been to be with some of these, these key guys and be in all these games. Yeah, I think it, it, it's taking a lot of hard work. I mean, I think you've seen that over the season we've got better and better. I mean, if you look at the beginning of the season, Mar me and Marquez couldn't find some of those deep shots that we hit in the playoff game this last game. And I think that's that's just that's just us building a relationship uh, um, of, of where he's going to be at at what time. Um, and I think uh, it, it'll continue to get better and better, and hopefully we get a lot of these guys back next year as well because uh, we've kind of built these great relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had to become more vocal. Um, I had to set. I think I had to set an even higher standard when I when I came through the locker room. I had to make sure I was doing things the right way. And then when you're at practice and you can feel st stuff kind of slipping or not being great, it's just kind of taking command and making sure everything's getting done the right way. And I think that's something that I've I've learned over my years, and I just taken a little bit more command uh, this this last year. Yeah, I mean, my, my initial reaction was why, <laughs> but uh, but um, they, they, I got a call a couple of days before it happened from uh, Brett Veach and, uh, and and Coach Reed, and they talked about what it possibly could happen, and obviously I tried to do whatever I could to make sure that we kept Tyreek. I mean, he not only was a special player, but he was a good friend of mine, um, and so um, they, they we, we tried to make it happen as best as we could, and it obviously didn't, um, but we had a plan for what we were going to do after that, what steps we were going to take, and so... Um, Obviously, you never want to lose a generational player. Um, and I think everybody's seen that in Miami. Is, is he's a generational player? And uh, but we did a great job of recouping and getting a lot of great receivers in here and great great guys throughout our whole offensive uh, of staff and uh, of players. And so um, we always had we had a plan. And I think that's the biggest thing is when you lose a great like that, you have to make sure you have a plan to replace his production. Yeah, no, I'm I'm always motivated. And it's not about uh, motivation of of I have to like find. It's about just trying to do what I can 
to win with my teammates. Like I, 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 we put in so much hard work that when I look back at the end of my career, I don't want to say I have any regrets. I don't, I don't want to say that uh, having all the Travis Kelsey and all these special special receivers, uh, Juju and Marquez around me, that I, I didn't leave everything I had on the football field. And I think that's enough motivation. Uh, that's enough motivation for anybody is just to say when you look back on your career, you want to have no regrets of how you went out there and competed. Yeah, I mean, when you now that I have my, my, my kiddos, man, I have the, the baby boy and the baby girl, um, it just gives me a new perspective on life and a new appreciation. I mean, it's um, it's been it's been a special run, and Brittany's done a great job of, of, of helping me still focus on football but be able to be home. But when you get home and, and you have to play, I mean, it gives you another appreciation because you don't want to ever forget those moments. When the time comes and your kids ask you how you did it, what would be your answer? Say how I did it? Um... I would just say I would for love of the game. I think that for love of the game and the guys I have around me, when I look at it at the end of the day, I think the relationships that I've built are what motivate me every single day. Um, and that's what I try to just always fall back on is that when, when times are tough, do whatever you can for the guys that you love around you. Yeah, I think it's just a new perspective. Uh, you understand and appreciate it even more because you, you've had the failure and you've dealt with the failure and had to find a way to get back on this stage. And so um, I think I just have a new perspective on how, how awesome and amazing this game is even more than I had the last time. Yeah, my dad, I, so I don't know if, I don't know if there's video of it. My dad used to do all the different wind-ups and all the different uh, the, the turning your back all the way, the, the throwing your hand around in a circle, all that different type of stuff, especially at the end of his career. And so I got to see a lot of that stuff as I, as I grew up. And um, he always told me why he was doing it. And I think getting to the Negro League Museum and seeing even a more descriptive, more informative way of, of how much the Negro League Museum, Negro Leagues impacted not only the MLB but all sports in general uh, gave me a perspective of how great those players were and, and why I'm sitting here today. And Bob tried to ask you about your own sense of maybe um, your game having some motivation out of that. I mean, is that something you can actually Yeah, see? I think it's just you see that the creativity that they had is they, they obviously played at such a high level, but they enjoyed it while they did. And I think that's what you see with me on the football field and my entire team is we, we play at a high level and we, we take this thing serious, right? but at the same time, we're going to have fun and enjoy it while we do it. Yeah, I think it just taught me how to compete. It taught me how to have success in different ways. Um, obviously, uh, you can see all the different stuff, the no looks and all the sidearms, everything like that, but at the end of the day, when you play multiple sports and you, you go out there, is you learn how to win. You learn how to compete. You learn how when times get tough, you have to have success um, in different ways. And I think that's what you see with me on the football field. Yeah, no, I've gotten extremely better. I mean, I, I took that as a challenge is how can you just get the ball in your hand whenever stuff's not going great? Um, and I think you saw that this season is whenever – I uh, got in situations where I was have, not having as much success and, and we weren't getting drives going. It was about getting to those easy completions, getting to the easy stuff, because then you can have success with the, all the other stuff as well. I would say fast. I would say strong and handsome. <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, in a sense, I think uh, we still get very game plan specific coverages that you don't see whenever you see on tape because they understand all the different stuff that we try to do. But um, uh, even though those fast guys are gone, you still got a guy called Travis Kelsey and that guys are game planning for. So you see a lot of different coverages that you don't really see on, on tape. I think I think it's important for kids to do whatever whatever they want to do, um, whatever their dreams are. If they want to play other sports and they want to play and, and enjoy those times with their friends, then they should do that. If they if they want to if they want to focus on one sport and see how good they can become at that sport at a young age, then they should do that. It, I think it's it's not a coach's decision on what a kid should or shouldn't do. It's about what the kid wants to do and. Um, if they want to follow their dreams and then that takes them to other sports, uh, I think it, that at the end of the day they'll come back to whatever they think is the best for them, and then they can they can try to follow their dreams that way as well. Ooh, um, the best shoe game, uh, Travis is definitely up there, um, but we got some new guys too, like Marquez and Juju have a nice shoe game as well. But uh, I know the defense has some guys as well, but I would say those three probably have the best style on the team. I'll have a suit, you know, prepared. I haven't, I haven't chose exactly which one. He made me like three of them. Um, but I'll, I'll definitely have a suit prepared, and I'll make sure that it has a good look to it for sure. You played against the Eagles in the regular season last year. So when you look at this team that you're getting ready to play, what's so much different about them and what stands out? Yeah, I mean, first of all, they have all those those great players that they had last year, but they've also added a lot. I mean, they've added uh, a great corner in Bradbury. Um, they've added uh, a lot of D linemen to Hassan Reddick. I mean, Joseph, uh, Sue, they've added a lot of guys to their D line to add the other great line they had. Um, and they added uh, some safeties and linebackers as well. So, obviously, they, they when you add guys that are that talented, you can do more stuff as a defense as, as far as scheme-wise, um, and they've done that. Um, but it's going to be a great challenge for us. I mean, last year we had we had a lot of success, but we know it's a different football team that has all those great players that they had, um, but they've added a lot of great players as well. So, I mean, we understand it'll be a great challenge, and uh, we're excited for it. Yeah, we, we, we've had three we had three out of the four in the, the final four teams, too. So I think you just see that the Big 12 has quarterbacks that, uh, that, that have always been able to have success, but we've, we're, getting those, we're getting those shots now. And so uh, it's definitely cool. And then Jalen Mean from Texas as well. I mean, that, uh, that always, I always brag about Texas high school football and how great it is. So uh, to have two quarterbacks from Texas um, and two quarterbacks from the Big 12, even though Alabama still tries to claim Jalen. So, I mean, it, they, they, they try to put their, their claim in as well. So it, it'll be fun to go out there and compete against another guy from Texas. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey. Instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school 
that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. A lot. There was a lot that happened that game outside of the the injuries that we had at an offensive line. Um, obviously, you can everyone likes to point at that offensive line because of how beat up it was. But there was a lot of things that uh, we didn't win that game because of, um, and I was one of them. And I hopefully this game I'm uh, I start fast and I put our our team in a position to to have a have a chance to win this thing. I'll tell you what, man, it's been so much fun, man, just to have their leadership, just to have their 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 professionalism in the building, another high IQ guys. All of them are smart individuals, guys that understand football to another another level, and uh, that only makes it easier uh, for the people around them. It definitely makes it easier on me, and I know it makes it easier on Pat when we're all on the same page doing the same things, man. Man, I um, I don't know how I beat. I guess it's uh my nutrition, man. Shout out to Koo Eats Fresh, man. My guy Kumar Ferguson. Whatever he's feeding me is keeping me young. It doesn't sound like they have any dilemma at, at hand right now. Their uh, their only dilemma is probably how are they going to handle uh, who wins and who loses the game. That's probably going to be the only tough situation for any of us, really. Uh, because, you know, I think my brother said it yesterday. It doesn't matter how, how much I go against the guy, man. I'm always cheering for him just for a little bit, you know, just a little bit. And it's, uh, I, I, it's just the nature of the beats, man. I, I got a lot of love for that guy. And, I, you know, I want him to win every single game except for this one. Except for this one. Um, emotion, man. I think uh, the most emotional point so far is winning the AFC Championship and, and getting a chance to play in the Super Bowl. That, that game against the, the Bengals wasn't an easy one. I wonder who that is. I, I'm I'm a supporter of Pat just doing the craziest stuff possible. So I uh, I'm all for him throwing it behind his back, over his head. He's got to give a no look or something like that. However, he has to get the ball to somebody. He's going to do it. So I um I don't see it happening anytime soon. The behind the back pass, but uh, if it does happen, I'm sure it'll be electric. I really don't have any discussion in those, in those uh, or I don't have any say-so in those discussions. Um, and I know this game plan is already locked up. There, there's no more added plays. There's, they're not taking any of them out. We're, uh, we're set in stone on what we got right now. So you won't see, uh, you won't see anything, especially not this Saturday. But it is, uh, it is fun seeing uh, or creating with uh, Pat and the offensive coordinators and uh, really the entire offensive staff, all the quarterbacks, uh, just having fun. 
on Saturdays and even on Thursdays or Fridays where we just get an opportunity to create some silly stuff. And if it, if it sounds like or feels like it can go, sometimes it, it ends up in the playbook. But uh, we'll see. Well, I think Coach Reed is uh, – I owe, I owe a lot to him just in terms of my growth, but uh, being able to, to kind of um, condense and control the madness that uh, that Pat has because of his ability to just uh, instinctually be him, right? He, he, he makes unbelievable plays, and, and uh, it can get kind of crazy. You can see – the way you're looking at it can feel like it's, it's, it's crazy or it's madness, but um, he does a good job of kind of keeping everybody – uh, under control and making sure this thing doesn't get too out of whack. Oh man, it's overwhelming. That's for sure. Uh, but it's so cool. It's just like I said earlier. It's just it's so nice to see everybody. You know, um, support my family. Everybody's in for it. Everybody's cheering for my mom on stage last night. Uh, and everybody's calling my dad and, and you know wishing him the best of luck and. Uh, it's just been so cool to see everybody, you know, appreciate my family on such a big stage, uh, knowing what's at hand. Oh, my mom's everything. I love her to death. Uh, and right now, I think she's kind of cheering for the Eagles because of her grand grandkids. But uh, it's all right. We're, I know, I know, uh, I know where her heart is. Matty Bushman, man, that's my guy right there. Um, got a lot of respect and a lot of love for him and his family. Um, he's done nothing but come in and, and just be a great teammate, try and be the best uh, tight end that he could possibly be, um, as we all are. And um, it's just been cool to see his growth. He was definitely making some plays in training camp and in the preseason before he got banged up. Um, and it's, uh, it's good to have him back in the building, man. Got a lot. I'm sure he's, uh, he's flying high right now being in the Super Bowl in his hometown or his home state. What kind of tacos? Oh, man, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, might, I can go for the fish tacos. I don't know. You might got me in the pastor. Have a good one, Doc. A professionalism, man. A guy that just, when he's here in the building, he's, he's, a, he's a fun guy to be around and just a guy that's here to work. And uh, there were times in training camp where um, he challenged the entire offensive line, being a new face. Uh, being uh, being kind of the leader of that wide receiver group to hey man I know we're uh, I know we're dog tired and you know coach is giving us a break here but why don't we push through some of these uh, some of these extra reps that we could be getting and um, you know that kind of stuff goes a long way it, it shows guys your dedication or your devotion and how hard you want this and um, yeah Juju has shown nothing but that since he's been here. Well, I learned um, how strong of a guy he is, both uh, mentally, um, how strong his family is, um, how, how tight-knit this, uh, this entire locker room is, and how much we love that guy, man. He, um, it, it wasn't an easy time for him, and, uh, and we're definitely trying to make this year um, that much better. And uh, I, I got to get another one for Big Red, man. I love that guy too much. All you saw on that game was because of how we played on that field. I don't think anything like that uh, got in the way, no.
I'm sorry. Man, his energy, man. It, it, Pops is uh, Pop is one of the best uh, rookies that I've seen come in in terms of his mentality, how he's a, attacked every single rep, um, and the, how he how he just how good of a teammate he is. I, I heard him yesterday talking about how it doesn't matter, you know, if he if he had to take a back seat to somebody else's success or be the guy that was, you know, that was coming in instead of the guy that was starting. However, he's got to get it done. Uh, he's willing to be that teammate and be the best version of him for us. And uh, you know, that's that's the best mentality you can have, especially at running back in uh, the situation that we have in the in the Chiefs running back room for sure. I loved it. It was good to get throw the pads on, get back in the routine of things, uh, and come off the ball, hit somebody, and and you know you always want to stay in that that mode of, uh, of 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 keeping the physicality up and making sure you don't lose that. And um, I think Coach Reed does it better than anybody on how on how to gauge that uh, throughout the year. I feel like the biggest thing is just uh, take naps. You gotta fight. You gotta find a way to get rest, both mentally, physically. Um, and I find my little uh, cat naps, little forty-five to hour hour naps throughout the day, uh, and help me kind of recharge and stay focused on on the task at hand. Uh, I've already taken one today, and it's not even noon. So. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> oh yeah. When I tell you it is everything, I, I I put my stamp on me being able to play all sports growing up and helping me develop as a football player. I really do, especially at the tight end position. There's so much of what I do um, that you can see on the basketball court or that I took from the basketball court. Uh, things that I've done on the, on the ice rink uh, that have just helped me so much in terms of uh, instinctually being able to be, you know, doing one thing and, and understand there's a lot, of, a lot of other things going on around you. Um, I think it's kind of silly when coaches – uh, especially in the team aspect. It's one thing if it's golf or tennis or, you know what I mean, an individual sport. Uh, maybe that's something that you focus on. But if it's a team sport, man, you need to get out here and be around as many different styles of, uh, of, of culture, of people, uh, to just make you more well-rounded so you can be the best teammate you can. And I think uh, all, all those sports definitely played a part in who I am and uh, the athlete that I am today. Man. Um, I like to say uh, in the sports like uh, like hockey, lacrosse, where you have to, you're using a, a stick or or something to be able to uh, control control a ball or a puck, as well as going down the ice and doing things. It's like I'm running and I'm reading the defense. I'm seeing I'm doing two things at once almost uh, on the hockey and lacrosse field, or hockey hockey rink in the lacrosse field, and it's just. Uh, those kind of things, uh, being a basketball player and being being good with the rebounding, uh, ball skills and things like that uh, have helped me out tremendously. Um, and then, um, yeah, 
I could say baseball, tracking a ball in the air, right? You know, it, it, it all kind of ties in uh, at the end of the day. Hockey, being able to play with leverage. Uh, me and my bro- brother wrestling in the backyard, leverage. You know what I mean? Just things like that have all kind of formed this, uh, what you see on the field today, man.